things cannot be long hidden. The sun, the moon, and the truth. So tonight, the truth is going to be unfiltered and full of flavor. Please welcome Dana McCool and Eric Ramundo, bringing you the smoking truth. God, that sounds so bull crap. But <laughs> we're all running on fumes. Uh, I'm running on fumes today. I just, uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's how I'm kind of feeling. I got in like I got in like super late last night from Tallahassee the, doing the Lord's work. Doing the good Lord's work. <laughs> just coming in super late, and then I had like a lot of stuff to take care of today, and I've just been running around, running around, running around. So, mm-hmm. anyways, but it's been good. Oh, thank you, OG. Appreciate that, sir. All right, then. Anyways, uh, before we get into our special guest, which is always a very good special, lovely guest, um, Jennifer Waldo Kelly, mm-hmm. uh, let's get some stuff out of the way. So, everyone, please do not forget to follow us on uh, YouTube, the Smoking Truth Podcast. Come on, folks. Mm-hmm. This is all you gotta do is hit the notification button. Button, the like button, and all that other stuff. And you'll see the subscribe right you'll here. You'll see the subscribe right there. OG's going through the, he's puts the graphics up for you all to make it like self-explanatory. This is like, you know, Microsoft for Dummies books. You hey, know? OG. <laughs> yes. What's that hat you're wearing? BDP. What is what does BDP mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't want to do it in front of Jennifer. All right. So anyways. <laughs> dingling. Yeah, there you go. The, remember that, the, yeah, the dingling song? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> God. Anyways, uh, and also don't forget to check us out. I always post everything on Facebook as well, too. So this way, you know, y'all can check it out from over there if you mm-hmm. want. So anyways, all that said, you, you know how to find us. And talk yeah. to your friends, too, man. Tell them, jo- tell them to join on in. Yeah. All things Lucia County. Um, that said... You want to know who my lover is? Who's your lover? God, that sounds so sexy. I know. It sounds like we're going to do ASMR real quick. I know. We All right. do that. Yeah. Uh, I have the Agonorsa leaf, rare leaf. Mm, I have that. When did I have that? At the thing, with the thing. I had that I when don't know uh, when you smoke what you smoke when Dirty Fabian was here, but he's not dirty anymore. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fabian from uh, Agronos. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, Argonos. I I actually where did you get that? Did you buy that? Yeah, yeah upstairs. They, okay. had, they had like four left in the box over there, so I've got one because it's been a while since I had uh, one. You know, you notice I'm not smoking anything. Yeah, no, no, no. It's all good. So that's my that's my choice for today. I, I almost got the I almost reached in for the black label, the Postani black and gold, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh no. I'm, I know you got to switch it up every now. So and then, then I thought I was thinking about doing the Placencia. Um, um, uh, the black and gold, uh, the Alma Forte, or the green and black, or the mm. green and gold. I'm sorry. And then I was like, eh, so I said, let me let me hold off on that. And then I went around and said, oh, I haven't had this one in a while. Okay. So Agonorsa leaf Good it is story, rare bro. leaf. There you Good, go. Nice story. You like that? Yeah. That's how I roll. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so let's get right into stuff. Let's get into the thing. You're not going to wear the socks. Just give them to Christina. Don't funk them up for her. I'm don't going to. I'll wear it them. one time. I just, I don't do. She Why? loves. Like, Why don't you do socks like I that? I just, I don't. I'm very traditional when it comes to wearing, you know, my clothes What do you stuff. wear? Do you wear like man crew socks? What, what do, do you mean? wear? No, I don't. First of all. Let me no. see. What, what do you have on? Hold on. No, I have regular dress socks on. That's it. I have dress socks. You're I don't. You, such you'll a never, fucking old man. You'll never oh see me wearing God. sneakers You're out so in public. You're so old. Uh, you'll, I, I just like to be dressed a certain way at all times. Either I'm wearing the suit or I'm just wearing something casual that I can, if I need to tuck in my shirt real quick, I can do it and still impress the folks wherever I got to go. I look semi, at least semi-decent professional. I am not looking decent today. Do you know uh, why? Well, I've been at the racetrack today. Would, I've been oh, at the dirt track working all morning. Yeah. I'm American Property Solutions. We are doing the, the track garbage and i'm going to tell you something never be too good to do manual labor i've been doing it now for the last couple of races and it keeps me right size i am never above that when i I tell you right now i take garbage out of the garbage can put it in the back of the golf cart change the bag and then go stick the sloppy stuff in the dumpster can i tell you amazing can i tell you i feel on the inside how my shoes look so just everybody wants to know that Dana's white leg is covered up in like speckles of like <laughs> dirt. So <laughs> anyway, I wore shorts. I wanted some sun today. It's like, I can't believe, believe I look this white. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Okay. No, uh, listen, I, 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 there is something to be said for manual, manual labor. labor, because I will tell you this. Uh, we're, it's funny because I was just having this conversation with somebody yesterday up in Tallahassee about just the mental nonsense and the juggler, uh, yeah. the juggling actually have to yeah. do up in Tallahassee yeah, yeah. and talking all day. Like yep. I feel more tired mm-hmm. when I'm up there doing all that than when I'm actually doing physical labor. Dude, so let me tell you, I'm going to uh, tell you, uh, 
That's why I am doing this. Can I tell you what freedom there is? No one knows me there. I'm just garbage girl. Uh, and I go to the pits. God. I go into the pits. Okay. <laughs> Can I change that for you? Do you need a new liner in that? Can I help you out with did you, that? Did you, are you seriously getting old George on? I do. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> to add to the Ex- whole I experience. Do. <laughs> I do. Yes, uh, ma'am. And I said, Sugar, do you need a cigarette butt canister? Because these are all over the place. And I said, you know, I'm making $15 an hour, right? But when I have to stop and pick these up, I'm only making $7 an hour. And you wouldn't want that, do you? Oh, God. You pulled like the whole public shopping I cart d- thing, didn't I you? I do, yeah, do. Yeah. God. <laughs> Jennifer, just just, she's a stickler for people who don't put their carts in the shopping cart. The, the, the corral. The corral. We have that in common. Yeah. So. Yeah, because here's the thing. And there's be- absolutely no excuse for it. Can I tell when you When they ask you, would you like help out to, if you know you're not going to return your cart at least to the corral, shut up. Take the help. Yeah. Well, do you know, so because of her, like I would, a lot of times I would just leave it on the side. So that way would, and I would always go, ah, they're going to come by and pick it up. But then again, I started, but then she kind of, kind of got on me a little bit about it. And I was like, you know what? She's right. Let me, what does it take for me, honestly, to help this kid who's making, you know, minimum wage mm-hmm. at the job. He's got to come out. It's, I'm not so worried about the, the winter time or whatever you want to call. We have the, the, the fall in here in Florida, but it's the summertime mm-hmm. where I know it's gotta be painful. And I just, anyway, so but those kids get paid to do that. If you take it away, well, then they're that's not, not the point. The so point is when you leave the car the- out in the damn parking lot, <laughs> it rolls around and it dings oh, your fucking vehicle. No, no, and no, it takes up God. parking space. Take it back to the car. No, you put it in the corral. No. You're going to turn everything into all these. We're going to have to start putting quarters in them in Publix, too. You should put five fucking dollars in there. That's why there's only three people that work at Aldi's. Oh, my God. I just got triggered. Uh, I just got triggered right now. Here, hey, let me make sure I'm okay. Oh, it, it it did raise up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vapor. Oh, gee, you just, yeah. I I did it as a kid. In Kmart, I went out and cleared lots with carts in the snow up north of Michigan. Oh. Five miles uphill one Both way. ways. <laughs> Both ways. I love it. Without a jacket on. Okay, whatever. Let's get to some business. I used to do. I, used I don't to even say know how much time I got left today. You got plenty of time. Don't worry about it. We got time. Right, OG? We got time. Public just laid off five kids because you put your cart up. <laughs> now unemployment's up. You Democrats don't it's like unemployment. It's because of the self-checkout, <laughs> not the carts. Yeah, the self-checkout, too. Yeah. That too. I use the people on the inside because I want them to understand that they are valuable. And that the job that they do in talking to me and asking me how my day was is much more valuable than a checkout. Do you know so. why I use So before we, and, and I apologize. Do you know why, do, I, do you want to know why I use self-checkout? And do you want to know why I go to McDonald's and use the um, the, the, the electronic do board? Do tell us, Eric, why. Because... I'm I hate a fucking the f- no, no. I okay. hate the fact that kids today don't know anything about customer service, or how to give change, or how to give change. Like I learned early on, like how to give change, right? Like you got the two pen, you know, like oh, it's like four fifty eight, and somebody gives you a ten dollar bill. We'll go two cents to sixty cents, and another right. forty, and then go from there. And I just said that. So they don't know how to do that. They suck at customer service. They don't want to talk to anybody anymore. These young, the younger kids, they don't want to talk to anybody anymore unless it's on the phone. They don't want to say hello, good morning. I used to tell my daughter, "Hey, go call the pizza." shop why do i gotta do it because you want the pizza i'll pay for it but just go call i don't want to call them why not i'll order it online yeah or oh god anyways so i get tired so i do that or or these people who want to arbitrarily start raising you know minimum wages to like all kind of crazy dollar amounts and i go you know what this is what's gonna happen we start putting people out of work so you know what i'm going to the machine over there thank you very much socialist people your people I get nervous when she stays calm like that. <laughs> All right, come on. Let's, let's, let's get into it, oh, Jennifer. Come on. We just set the mood. Here yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> That's right. She's like, thank you, Eric. Now she's going to get all mad at me for so something. So <laughs> I want to introduce you to a friend of mine and um, a guest on this show and um, an amazing community activist. We do not always agree on things. Quite often we disagree on things. Um, but we have more in common than we do um, not in common. We're both parents. We both worry about education uh, for our children and what that looks like. 
like. And so last time I had Jennifer on here, we were talking about kind of the book ban. We talked about a little bit about that um, because I'm a big advocate for First Amendment rights and for what we are teaching kids in school. And I did read some of the banned books or go through them and said, we don't need that around our baby children. You know what I mean? Um, high school is a different animal. We're just, but as schools, the content that we should be providing, I don't listen. I don't, I'm 50, 50, meaning that some of the books I'm like, are you people kidding me? Others are, I'm like, oh my, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. there was the book ban. But the latest thing I asked Jennifer to come and be a guest on is Jennifer Waldo Kelly is our guest here, and she is with Moms for Liberty. Um, she has been banging the doors on uh, on this, on um, parental rights. Um, as far as it goes, we disagree on the Don't Say Gay bill. We have disagreed on quite a few things, but again, we agree on more, and I've become very fond of her because she stays very true to her principles. And there was a social media post regarding Amendment 4, um, regarding children's book bags getting searched, and we're talking about should it be, should you have access to these children's um, bags when they enter a school? Uh, we talked about it a little bit, but uh, Jennifer, I want your take on it, and and I want you to just roll away, my dear, on what your thoughts are, and because I know that you were having a discussion with somebody that said, yeah, you should have absolute access anytime to a child that comes in their backpack, period. Period. So go ahead and lay it down for me. Okay, so um, I close to the mic. I don't want to miss anything okay. you Actually, say. Move, move it in a little bit more. There there you is go. that good? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the first <clears throat> thing I want to um, go over and clear up, and here's a copy for sure. you. This is what they put into the policy for the change. I only have two. So okay. That's right. mm-hmm. um, it reads all visitors, and this is what they're adding in mm-hmm. all visitors to Volusia County Schools. So right there, we're talking about not just students, mm-hmm. we're talking okay. about vendors parents, mm-hmm. anybody coming in, um, this is who this pertains to. Mm-hmm. Uh, school sites or events are on notice that searches may be conducted at random without cause by the site administrator. Furthermore, the use of electronic devices, which I come to find out was metal detectors, mm-hmm. um, may be utilized to assist with the search. Okay. okay. So First off, a lot of the discussion that has been had with the school board mm. and the comments online have been pertaining to the students. However, the policy that they're trying to put in seems much more broad in nature. Yeah, right. <clears throat> and the Fourth Amendment. I mean, this is just a direct violation. Mm. It even says without cause. Yeah. In there. So that was the issue that I had with it. Um, and it raised a bunch of questions for me. The administrators. What does that mean exactly? Does that mean the principals mm-hmm. are the principals going to go to an adult and say hey i just randomly feel like i want to search you i'm not sure how well that's going to go over well it should be people. uh popo doing that not yeah i yeah I, this, this, this is this is, is wrought with things. this is wrought with problems i'm gonna be honest with you yes uh i, I so i'll let's stop there for just one moment if you don't mind mm-hmm. my challenge with this is that and, I, and I've seen this happen before. My wife has trespassed one or two parents in her day when she was with the, with the district um, because just the use of very profane language when they get mad or they just can't calm down. And, you know, and this is or and she's had conversations meeting with the same parent multiple times, warning them, mm-hmm. finally decided call the police. We're done. And you're getting trespassed. Okay. Now, that creates a lot of problems, obviously, when you do stuff like that, right? Um, because it just, it, so my point in saying that is I, these things happen, it, it probably shouldn't always be on the administrators to do this stuff. Um, and what I'll just, my, my concern always is we're putting more back on the on these uh, administrators. They're not, uh, you know, I, we one could sit here and say, well, I'm qualified to search a bag, you know, I'm, I'm a person. I said, yeah, but are, should you, are you the right person to be doing that? You already have, maybe we, maybe it's somebody else. I'm not going to get into the, the issue of search and seizures yet. We'll, we'll get to that mm-hmm. in a second. But my point is just who's doing it. Maybe to Dana's point, it should be law enforcement, or maybe you're using the, uh, the 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 school safety folks, you know, on the campus. For if if we're going to go down this path to do that, I just don't know if it should be done with the administrators because I just 
I see it becoming a big problem. And then there's liability issues too on top of that. Yes. That's what I worry about. And then in this day and age when we're just like, <laughs> every other thing is like a lawsuit. I mean, one of the reasons why the whole thing we had in the legislature a couple of years back, we had to go and pass a law on the EpiPen was because people just, school districts were going, oh, we're not touching that because God forbid you do, you do the EpiPen service for the child, we're going to get sued. And that became a problem. So the legislature had to put something in place to say, no, hey, there's uh, you have immunity against that. So that's what I see just on who's, to her point, who's doing the searches. Mm -hmm. And that's why I get concerned with it. I can see a lot of problems. And I just think, I don't know if the district was thinking about that in that way. And really, should it be the administrators? Should it be the teachers? Is that one more thing we want to add to their plate? No. Okay. So strike site administrator. Okay. okay. On that point, one more real quick sure. before we move forward. This did come up before last year, mm -hmm. and one of the school board members did have a concern specifically with the safety of the administrators yeah. on this piece. Uh -huh. Listen, I don't think it should be done by a site administrator, okay? Um, all visitors, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. It's sites or events are on notice that searches may be conducted at random and without cause by site administrators. So I think that what that, the impetus for that is, is that anyone subject, you do it at sporting events now, you go through metal detectors, right? You mm. go through, you go through searches here at the, at the racetrack where I was, they search your bag. All visitors to Volusia County school sites or events are on notice that searches may be conducted at random. And I would say at random is going through metal detectors or going through some type Mm. of safety stance there to make to ensure but that's not specifically what that says here because then it says furthermore the use of electronic devices may be utilized so to assist with the search i'm going to say they're going to think wands if once you go through a detector if you go off and you say oh i have this uh medical device or mm. whatever they sweep you with the wand mm -hmm. it's no different than going through the airport it's no different than going so through sporting events it's no somebody going have to to be, venues. it would have to be everyone not random well and so to that point that's fine so what I, so here's the thing so i had a conversation with somebody about this this morning a little bit and and the i'm never a big fan of searches and seizures just in general without due process and probable cause. Um, but I also think that definitely not my own home, which is what some of this stuff was originally designed for in the constitution, because, you know, they put a, a kind of a, a big fourth amendment, like, Hey, here's the thing. You know but, what? Here's the problem, Eric. I understand. when we talk about the, Constitution being it, what it is, what it is. The amendments being what it is. It's written way it is. Mm. But back when the this amendment was written, there were not people blowing up schools, right? I understand we were in wartime. I understand a lot of this. Circumstances have changed. I'm not trying to make sure that the amendment we pick and choose as a deli. I understand why it is the way it is. But we have extraordinary circumstances today where we have kids coming to school shooting other kids, okay? We have kids bringing bad drugs into the school system. We have bad kids with good parents doing this. We have bad kids with bad parents doing yeah. this. Yes. There's no rhyme or reason, but what I'm saying, you can't stereotype anyone anymore in order to not be random. You can't do that. So that point to me, so the point that was brought to my attention was like, look, we already, right, at this point in time, in any government, well, for example, a, a, uh, airport, TSA checks, if you go on a cruise, you're going to get, you know, you, you're probably going to get everybody's walking through something, yep. some sort of metal detector, some yep. sort of body scan. And the rea and, and for what purpose? Because, you know, overall, the government felt it was necessary to do that for, you know, for the overall uh, safety of everybody else, right? Hey, let's catch the one person for everybody else. And so that begs the question now, okay, so what do we do about our schools now? Now, obviously, uh, randomness, the only way to really truly do it is if you're going to do it, then you do you know, the, the big metal detectors, right? Not the one, do the metal detector and everybody passes through it, right? Because mm -hmm. then the challenge always is when you do like spot checking, then it raises all the questions, right? Like profiling and this, that, and the other, and who's getting checked and, and so forth. So the the most random way to do it is, and that's something that the school districts have to think about. Do we want to start, you know, funding for metal detectors at every single school that everybody has to walk through when they come on, camp on board campus? Mm -hmm. Let me share with you a little bit <clears throat> of that discussion at the yeah. last school board meeting mm -hmm. um, where, where they discussed this. What, how it was explained to me is mm. they have a randomizer because that concern did come up profiling, yeah. you know, certain schools and mm -hmm. things like that. They had a, it was explained that they had a button you hit on the computer mm -hmm. and it'll, it'll pop something up and that's where they're going to go. And they're going to go in 
and they're going to say, okay, everyone in this building or this hallway or, you know, however they're going to implement it, stand up, leave mm-hmm. your stuff, exit. We're going to wand you on your way out. Mm-hmm. We're going to go in. We're going to look at your bags. And I don't know, how is that? That's keeping that hallway safe. Mm-hmm. So what about the rest of the 60 whatever schools we have? How is that going to Here's you the know thing. What I'm trying to say, I, I how is that, that going to pe- outweigh the the cost I, of everything else? I because I believe that it much like drug play uh, workplace drug mm-hmm. testing, right? Yeah. The randomness. I mean, I have friends that um, would casually smoke pot. Let me just put that there. Mm-hmm. If not for this. They, they drug test. I can't touch that stuff. Yeah. I can have a beer, whatever, but I can't touch that. You know what I mean? So it is preventative, in fact, in nature. It dissuades people from doing the wrong thing because they don't know if their number is going to come out. It's just like workplace random drug testing again. Your number comes up, you better go pee. Yeah. And it's incentivizing not doing bad behavior. I mean, when, when I think it's preventative, it's, no. it's preventative. And I'm sorry, but with the, the de facto is that we live in those times today. Well, the, the, cha- the challenge is right now is, you know, having this conversation here is obviously I prefer to not even be here. But the problem is we have too many parents. Um, and this goes back to a conversation we have all the time. I'm a big believer in a lot of the parent rights stuff that we that we do. However, and I've always told you this before, that. I also am a big believer in parent responsibility. Absolutely. And so, and I'm going to talk to my Republican friends for just a moment because this goes to something that I think just everybody just needs to think about. So, you know, parent responsibility is a big deal. Um, and we're not, I don't know if we're always having enough of those conversations about parent responsibility. And, you know, we have these conversations about parent rights all the time, but not parent responsibility. Uh, and, and because it feels like we're throwing one more thing onto the schools. I'll give you another prime example. When you talk to most Republicans, they're going to tell you that they hate any idea and concepts of SEL, social emotional learning. Mm -hmm. The original intent of social emotional learning was because parents are not teaching their kids how to act and behave properly at home. So then what happens? Then now we have to include that as part of the curriculum for SEL because these kids can't sit still for more than three minutes or they're telling the teacher F you, whatever it may be. And now it's probably morphed into something a little bit more in, in many ways, but that was the original intent. But I always go back to my Republican friends and say, guys, I hear everybody. And you may not like SEL or maybe what's morphed into a little bit because you worry about maybe it's going to creep into a lot of the social issues in, in our in, in, that happen in our country, right? But the original intent of SEL is because these kids are not being taught at home. Kind of like I hate the fact that we have to pay for kids' breakfast and lunch. Mm-hmm. But guess where we're at? Mm-hmm. Parents are not feeding their kids in the mornings. I'm sitting there going, what are we doing? Like my mom always made sure, hey, I don't even care if it's a bowl of cereal, but you got to get something in your system before you go to school. And now here we are today. So then Dana and I, I think we just, we briefly touched on it about a week or two ago. And I know we're kind of getting off a little bit, but I'm trying to make this, wrap this around this whole conversation about what do we do with the, de- with, you know, searches or seizure or searches in school. That, you know, that I just feel like it's one more thing we're throwing back onto the school district. So it's not their responsibility to be doing this stuff. Teachers and administrators shouldn't have to be worrying about this nonsense. And I just go back to it. So then we're the parents in all this. I agree. And so then I, and then if you're not going to do it, so what I don't want to hear is, oh, I can't believe we're doing this in the school. But wait a minute. We're here because too many parents are not doing their job. If they would just do their job, we wouldn't be here to begin with. Mm-hmm. So go back home in your communities and talk to the parents. Hey. You know, I, I hear this all the time. Parents coming in. My kid didn't do it. Yeah, your kid was involved. Stop. My dad, when I was a kid, my dad got a phone call from the school. There were no questions asked. Yep. Yes. My ass got whooped. Yep. Yes. He didn't want to hear it. Now, my mom was. My mom would be willing to talk. I'd probably still get in trouble anyways. But my mom was willing to talk. My dad didn't want to hear anything. Because in his, in his mind, I'm getting a call from the school because something happened. That's not what I send you to school for. Or or his mind, it's like, eh, you, probably somewhere in there, you did something wrong. I know you did. Because I wouldn't be getting it. There's no reason. Because there are a lot of good kids out there that don't get, their parents don't get calls from the school. Mm-hmm. If I get a call, it's because you did something wrong. I don't care if it's even 10%. You did something wrong. And so he whipped my ass for it. And so I just feel like now a lot of, I hear a lot of things from parents. You know, stories from all over the districts. Parents are coming in. Parents, I'm talking to you. Parents mm-hmm. are coming in. My kid didn't do it. No, I almost bet, I'm betting like $10 out of $10, your kid was involved in it. And so stop. Let's not, you know, I'm all for protecting our kids. I'm all for having conversations at home with our kids, but let's not act like our kids are walking in as angels. You know what I mean? I, right. I just don't. And, and parents have put 
<coughs> way too much responsibility on the school to take care of stuff that they should be taking care of at home. 100%. Yes. And yeah, like, I just don't. <sighs> Here's the thing. Here's where that you're right. And we can sum it up like this. This is where we are. Yeah. This is where we are. This is where we are because we have parents that at length talk about pulling their children out of school, okay, to educate them privately. And what that's doing is that's taking money away from public education. And parents certainly have a right Mm. to pull their children out of unsafe situations. But on the same turn of the coin, we have a responsibility for public school safety to do this. We have a responsibility to do this. This is the reason that schools are failing because we have, you know, we have people abandoning schools, right? And then we have stuff like this going on. Well, it's just easier to keep my kid. Here's my problem. Why is this bothering anybody if you're not having crap in your bag? That's what I'm asking. Why is, why is it such a big deal? It's, here's the thing. It's in no way... It's not like you're in your domicile. It is not like you're outside of your domicile. You're in a public place with no reasonable expectation of privacy. It is a known fact that we have problems in school. So when you pack something in your backpack, if you have a reasonable expectation of privacy, you shouldn't if you're bringing a knife or drugs or whatever. You, no. you shouldn't do that. You know, I'm just saying the right people need to be searching these bags, but this needs to happen. So I don't understand what the big deal is. The issue I have is with the randomness. Um, Because constitutional rights, I mean, they're there for a reason. You can't just walk up to somebody and say, hey, I feel like searching you. With the students, you do not have to have probable probable cause. There was a, I can't remember what year it was, 1985, this one right here, Mm -hmm. um, New Jersey versus TLO. This one went through and said, as far as students go, you don't have to have probable cause, but you do have to have reasonable suspicion before searching them. So with that being said, from that Supreme Court case, I still feel like it needs to be everyone. So Indian River County just implemented metal detectors for Mm -hmm. all their schools. They have a smaller school district than we do. Our issue here is like Deland High School. They have over 3,000 students. How, How are we, we going to get do them that? through a single mm-hmm. point entry through mm-hmm. a metal detector? You know, yeah. and get it. So then why can't the we do random race? searches to keep people on their toes and to dissuade them from bringing bad stuff in? I mean, you have to think about the needs of the many. And I understand, oh, my God, we're trampling on the Fourth Amendment. Oh, my God. No, we're not. We're trying to keep kids safe. The, the object, the object of this is to keep children safe the object is not to violate people's rights and if we can't come together on this after the tragic school shootings that we've had and after the horrific stuff that's gone on like i don't issues with weapons just here in volusia county i'm not denying that there is absolutely a problem and it needs to be addressed so tell me how you fix it without anybody i had a suggestion (laughs) i had a suggestion um that i had brought up to the school board and they did ask the deputies about it i asked Mm -hmm. about canines they had canines for us. I graduated in 94. Okay. So when I was in high school, they would randomly come in and search. If they hit something, there's your reasonable suspicion, probable mm-hmm. cause. Let's search the locker. Let's search the backpack. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, you know who your repeat offenders are mm-hmm. with things. So I would say if a school administrator would want to say, hey, this is your fourth, fifth time. I kind of smell you know this. I'm going to wand your pocket. I wouldn't have an issue with that because you have reasonable suspicion to do that. Mm -hmm. The pushback we got about the dogs was how costly they were. They asked the um, Captain Smith, you know, how much is this dog to train for this? Oh, $100,000. And they thought they needed a dog for each school, but he did clear that up. You don't need a dog for each school. So after that happened, I did some research yesterday to get ready for today Uh to look and see how many canines do the sheriff's office already have? Mm -hmm. Because we hire deputies almost like every other agenda, it seems like. Um, Why can't we swap one out for one of those? They have 18. So then I was like, what about like the cities? What do the cities have? Found 16 more. Yeah. And they're not single use. Some are single use, some mm. are dual use, and some are full service dogs yeah. that look for everything. So I'd like to listen to that a little bit more. And I, they did put it on a workshop and not vote on it. So we'll have an opportunity to do the that. The school board did. Yes. Jennifer, yeah. I would not be opposed to that. I just, my problem is it goes back to the, the fight that happened about two months ago 
with paying for stuff. Here's mm-hmm. my concern. Wuxia County Schools, just in general, and all school districts, I think need to take a hard look on how they're budgeting their, their monies, right? Now, Wuxia County Schools is one that has quite a bit in long-term liabilities. I know they do. But I also know they have 28 million reserves. And I also mm-hmm. understand they keep a certain amount of reserves because they want to maintain a certain you know uh, financial rating and so forth, right? But at some point in time, we have to ask ourselves, that, so the $340,000 that they were looking at getting from the county, you can't pony up $340,000 out of $28 million in reserves? Really? And so my point is, for, for what we're talking about here, which is some of the, is the safety, right? Which is technically their responsibility. Unfortunately, that's where we're at today, right? Like mm-hmm. you said. So then my question then is, if we're going to look at an idea like this, right? Or whatever ideas we're using. Because I always do worry about how far we go with these things. Because for me... As someone who really I care about our freedoms and how far we go with this stuff, I, to me, I'm always a little bit worried about the, the slippery slope. But I also understand, too, that freedoms in this country, right? We've, this is something we've been talking about for a long time. You know, at what point in time are we going to have to give a little something here and there for a certain level of safety? If we're not going to go after the the issues that we need to go after, like I always feel like we're never funding the right thing, and we're always dealing with the problem after the fact, mm-hmm. yes. and then and then to uh, to the point of many, right, and myself included, is like, man, but we're I, we're tackling this the wrong way. Now we're talking about not having suspicion or reasonable suspicion or probable cause. Now we're talking about let's just do it, and it starts here. These kids get conditioned, and then they become adults, and they become conditioned, and then I, and I'm because always once you leery. lose those freedoms, you don't yeah. get them back. And I think people, I, and listen, I know there are folks on the other side of the aisle, and I'm not saying this is you, Dana, by no means, but I'm just saying, I know there are folks on the other side of the aisle going, well, but wait, no, you don't realize. It's never overnight. This is a long process before you realize, 20 years from now, now everybody's being searched for one reason or another, and you're kind of, well, wait a minute, it doesn't look like the country I had 20 years ago. And so that's what I worry about a little bit. You can call me conspiratorial, or anybody out there can call me, but I'm just telling you, it is inherent within those within power that this is what they do. You can say that, but I don't like that because the whole point of the Constitution was to protect us from our government. And that's what I worry about. Let's now, bench, that said, let's benchmark it then. Okay? Benchmark it. I'm not saying we 100% reduced, against Dana. I just you have worry. have to reduce it by a certain percentage. School violence, fucking school violence is out of control. Yeah. Period. It is out of control. I hear all the, oh, a gun threat. I'm looking like, I am glad that I only have one grandchild in the Volusia County school system Mm. right now because of that, you know, and okay, so you don't want to lose your rights, but you know, here's the thing, then what's, but then you know what I said, wait wait, wait a minute, but then Dana, you know what I said, I blame too. I'm going to be very honest with you. I blame the district as well. You want to know why? Because there are people, school-based people, teachers or administrators who are begging for help, some sort of backing from the district. So when you, you got a crazy parent and the principal knows, and then now, well, you know what they do? Let me just call, call my school board member and school board members because they're politicians, let's be honest, they're elected officials. You know what a lot of times they do? I don't want to deal with this. And then they figure, oh, it's just best to acquiesce. No, district, have some cojones and, st- and, and stay in your ground and sit there and say, no, we're not going to tolerate this, this nonsense. I'm just telling you right now, I've seen that time and time again because I seen it on a personal level listen i'm gonna tell you i feel you because you know what we're about to get serious Uh on decorum in city hall enough of the clown show well i just you know what i'm saying enough of the clown show. i get it like stop the not like if you got a parent who's a problem i don't know that if that means you have to hire listen if you have to hire some sort of like two or three people who are these the parent liaisons and they're the ones who are gonna so my wife, one of the things that she was doing while she was still in the district was uh, hey, she was having conversation with a lot of these parents that were just having issues with whatever happened, right? Mm-hmm. Many times she felt like the school-based administrators probably could have done a better job of you know communicating with the parent at that moment in time. But for whatever reason, goes, but I know there's a lot that goes on and the school-based administrators already got a lot on their plate. Mm-hmm. And now the, so then they would call my wife and say, hey, and so she was actually very good at doing it. And they, all the... All the Problematic That's what individuals Shane's doing now. You know that, right? Yeah, no, I, I hear. Yeah, I hear. So I just, you know, so now it's like, okay, but a lot of times administrators, what they're looking for is some sort of help and backing from the district. And when there is not backing, and I'm not just talking about school board members, I'm talking about the staff. When it's like, I don't want to deal with that. You got a problem. And then you know what ends up happening nine times out of 10? That parent becomes an even bigger problem down the road if, yep. they, if they're not caught off guard. And then it just, and then all hell breaks loose. And I just mm-hmm. kind of go, why? 
but I that don't is their fault. That is their fault. Yeah. I'm waiting on two email responses from the district right now. Yeah. I sent one back. I hadn't heard back in three days. I said, hello, question mark, question mark, nothing. Yeah. It's so a, guess what's going to happen? Jennifer's going to be at the microphone yeah. next time talking about stuff they don't pro- probably want me talking about. Lack of communication And all they had to times. do was yeah. answer me. Yeah. I, can I tell you how often people, elected officials, and you know this, on any dais or anybody else for that matter, do you know how how many problems you can solve? Just by, by answering an Just email. by answering an email a lot of times. Yes, yeah, Just by answering the email mm-hmm. and communicating and just trying to figure... I've had people used to come in the office when I was still in Volusia, even, even now today. A lot of times they'll call and most times you'll sit there with them for 15, 20 minutes and all they want to do is just be heard. Mm-hmm. Many times. That's, right, all, they want that's to be heard. all we want, Eric. I know that. And now, and if I think I can fix it or try to f- figure out a way to help you... Now look try. at us, Eric. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> well, I just, to me, it's just, it's, it's you know, it's... We're having these conversations about searching everybody to send. And I'm not saying I have a 100% problem with it. I get it. But my challenge is, is, you know, a lot of times I think the district ends up creating, and it's not just Volusia. It's a lot of school districts, but uh, but we live in Volusia. So I think they end up, they end up creating their own problems because of the lack of engagement um, for whatever reason may be. And it doesn't take a lot. So, okay, so you may need to hire two or three parent liaison individuals. But at the same time, once again, there should be a certain level of empowerment where it says, hey, these are lines you cannot cross as a parent. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. And you watch how fast they get shut down. The but reason why- stand up to some of these parents. I 100% agree, yes. Jennifer, 100% agree. And that and this is where these problems come around. And then, you know- uh, yeah, uh, Can I just say that yeah. Democrats agree with you? Well, no, but okay. So the show is sometimes where we can find common ground. And uh-huh. that's what I'm just trying to tell it. you. Yes. I have concerns about some of this stuff. And I think we need to be very careful. I'm not saying I'm 100%. I'm not, look, ideas. I want to hear, hear ideas. Mm-hmm. If we're going to go down this path in some way, then I want to hear ideas. And how do we hold everybody accountable so it's not the next thing that comes down of you know two, three years from now? And it's, wait a minute. Now you guys are getting a little perverse with what you guys want to do. You guys are stretching. You guys, it's mission creep always, right? That's what we always do. Government has a bad habit of doing that. Why don't Wars, we have a requirement to carry clear bags into schools instead of you know backpacks? I think clear that backpacks. backfired with the pads and tampons for the girls. I think that's I what see, okay. I think yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what got that one. Yeah. So I mean, <sighs> I mean, look, it's 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 a real thing. I mean, you know, I just I get it, man. I just if we're gonna go down this path, so this goes back to a conversation we had once before. When last time you 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 all came on, right? And I just said, look, I don't mind some of the the book stuff here and there, right? And somebody should be a watchdog, mm-hmm. but I would also argue too that there's other things I think. Um, that you all could be doing as watchdogs in some ways and then coming up with constructive ideas. I think you guys, can I be honest? I've talked about you guys before. And I said, Volusia, I can't speak for other groups and other individuals that shall rename names. But I can tell you that here in Volusia, I think you guys, you all are trying to do the best you can to be kind of the watchdog, but then let's figure out how we can come up with certain ideas. Y'all yes. got so like hosed. I come with solutions. Do you know that? What's that? You got so hosed with the whole thing going on with your fearless founder and the threesome and Moms for Liberty. Yeah, I know. You took yeah. a big hit on that. Yeah. Well, you know she was only affiliated with us for like two weeks, right? Like she stepped down <laughs> within the first month. Yeah, I'm not... As I'm far not, as Moms yeah. for Liberty no, goes. I know, now, I know. as far as RPOF and yeah. stuff, that's... I could put a different hat on. About yeah, that. yeah, yeah. We're yeah, not yeah, here yeah. to talk about that. <laughs> no, I just, it just, unfortunately, there's a lot. There are many. You guys are getting again. You guys are getting a bad connotation in many ways because of this whole nonsense with her and her husband. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's unfortunate because I, once again, I go back to there are a lot of groups individual the chapters are, I think are trying to do the best they can you know some go I think a little overboard but yep. I, I Volusia County personally for me I mean, I'm not just saying this because I just know you and, and I've met some of the folks in, in your group I'm just saying that in general I think you guys are trying to do the right thing even if some, some folks don't agree mm-hmm. um, but I also believe that beyond just the the book stuff I think this is where another opportunity where Moms Liberty can come in and say look you know if we're going to go down this path, which we're not big fans of, we need to have some guardrails in place so that it doesn't grow beyond what it's supposed, what it's intended to do. And if you guys come up with what well, you all can come up with solutions, I think that's even better, right? Just not just we got a problem here. Okay, right. so what's the solution, right? right? And so I, I hate I, people complain all the time, right? But never want to give a solution to anything. Okay. That's, you know what? That, that's where I do identify the problem. Yeah. 
provide the solution, and then mm. create the expectation of follow-through and yeah. what's going to happen. And, and that's another thing, too. Then it has to be follow-through, not just yeah. from you all, but from the district that constantly keeps themselves in check as well, too, yes. right? Yep. School board, actually, that's technically the, the school board's job, mm-hmm. is to ensure that uh, how are we doing with this policy? Where are we at a year from now? Do checks, uh, do annual checks if you need to. Where are we at with the program? How are mm-hmm. things going? Show the numbers, show the data, and say, okay, so we in Volusia County, we found a balance between what maybe some people don't like, but we're, but we're in an environment today, as Dana said, we all were at and trying to, and we're, you know, and, and having those measures in place to say, this is where we're at. We think we found the right mix between trying to preserve a certain level of freedoms, but also understanding the, the times that we're in and, and being kind of tiptoeing into it little, little by little. So that way we're not abusing of it. You know what I mean? So, so. let me ask you something, Jennifer, did y'all ever do any or have any more discussion regarding, um, I'm just going to, we're not even going to really talk about this, but I just want to bring it up. As far as concurrency goes, had y'all looked into the, you know, formulation, not including teacher shortages and everything? I mean, that's a concern. That's a huge concern. Um, No, we haven't got uh, too far into that. It it is a concern. but no, we, we haven't got a chance to, to read Listen, into that. I, can they're, I tell you something? I would love to. They're doing that, a lot of redistricting right now. Yeah, I know, which is. Um, I just want to say this. I would love to see Democrats be a part of Moms for Liberty because here's the thing, okay? Mm-hmm. All moms want their children supported in the most supportive way possible. Mm-hmm. Myself as a mom was probably way more liberal with when my kid was in school. You know, my son went to, to finished up his education at Warner Christian Academy, so he went to private school. But what I'm saying is that we need children and parents both need to learn responsibility. And the whole, I'm not about sparing the child, you know, Mm. spoil the child, spare the rod. I, I, listen, I miss corporal punishment. Sorry, I do. (laughs) I do. I miss that so bad. Uh, But what we have done is this, the last generation, like, I have no idea what went so sideways. We have kids that are in so much trouble, you know what I mean? And it goes, it's a... It's a long and storied thing. It's horrible. It is. You know, a I, lot of it is out of necessity. A lot of children are missing out because both parents are trying to work. And so yes. now you have unattended kids. Oh, yeah. And now you have counties and cities that don't have mm. the money to have after-school programs because they're so stingy with the money up at the state level. Not understanding that we've been totally cut off from any federal funding for any of these aftercare programs. I mean, the Boys and Girls Club is just about it. We don't have enough attention. And the thing about it is, is that the parents have grown... A, way far away from it takes a village to raise a child mentality. We become so focused on, you can't tell my child what to do or da, 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 that we don't have any communal participation anymore because of those very reasons. Because when you have communal, then, oh, oh my God, this person's a sex offender or they're smoke pot or uh, it's just always some bullshit, some reason that we can't come together. Now, this is what we have. This is where we're at. Angry children shooting people. We've lost time to coming together because we're individually just looking at these. Yeah, I listen. So the kids, too. I will tell you that social media, the cell phones, and and we're all, look, there are times I'm a little guilty of it. Although I still always communicate. I got home late last night and my son, my 23 year old son, yeah, uh, he happened to come in after going, I guess, to the restaurant with his girlfriend and some friends. And then he came in and I, you know, and I just sat there and said, hey, hey, man, come here to the couch for a minute. He's 23 years old, but I missed him for the week. And I was kind of, hey, dude, come here. I want to talk to you. I hadn't had a chance to talk to him at all the, during the week. So I was like, all right. So he, he goes, what, dad? I said, hey, man, come on. Your old man just wants to talk to you for a minute. So he got on the couch. And we sat there and we talked for a little bit just about, hey, what's going on at work? Mm-hmm. Where are you at? You know what I mean? So forth and so on. And I just... <laughs> I don't think we do enough of that. We don't. There, I think, I think there's a natural liberalization, uh, and I don't mean this in a bad way. I think it's just I think it's a natural progression of any society, European society. You know, uh, maybe not so much the Far East sometimes, but they're very in many ways are very conservative. But I just think there's a natural 
progression that happens. And I think, but I think we also need to just as take a moment as parents and just as adults, see where we're at and kind of go. And that's why we, when I, this, even society, right. And you and I, we have these conversations sometimes of where we're going with some of these things. And I always believe in certain guardrails. I know the goalpost gets moved a little each time, right. Mm-hmm. When it comes to what was conservative back then, maybe a little bit not as conservative today, or maybe more liberal today or whatever it may be. Um, but we're not taking the time to just sit there and have those conversations and checking ourselves from time to time, to, you know, because I think a lot of this that we see here today is there is a certain level of liberalization that I've seen that just is permeating through society that we need to, we need to gut check ourselves. We need to bring it back in. I want to ask you what? something. Hey. <laughs> is it true that they're like some of the schools, they, kids don't have lockers anymore? Middle school, they took away the lockers. So when they did that two years ago, um, they also put them in teams. So mm-hmm. each grade was in like a certain building. The core classes were going to be together. So the mm-hmm. teachers could work together to say, hey, you know, keep a better eye on the student as a whole, you know, to try to help everything out. But they took the, the lockers away because of the, the fighting and they didn't want the time in between classes and kids just scattered everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I asked them, hey, since we're in teams now, can you look at you know, bringing it back. Cause I had a printout of the impact. My daughter's backpack was 22 pounds and she was in seventh grade mm-hmm. of the impact long-term what that does. And I sent it to them and they said, Oh yeah, now that we're in teams, you know, we can revisit that. Still waiting for that call. So my question is, is why do kids need phones in school? Well, they, in case somebody blows them. Them, um, them up. I mean, that's the whole thing. And it, and here's the thing. If we say fuck that and make them put the phones away, because I've been, well, they're these not parents, allowed to have them during instructional time. It's against the law now. But, but yeah. do they, but do they? From what I have heard this year, yes. Because when, when the administrators and the teachers can say it's a law, something triggers in their heads that I'm going to have a consequence with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's better. It's not 100%. But it's definitely better. Yeah, because that shouldn't be happening in the classroom. If you need a calculator, you need a calculator. Get yeah. off the phones. I mean, there's so much gaming. and I, just, I, I mean, listen, I love the original intent, which was... Uh, what it was, was the original intent? Well, the original intent was that, look, the schools could not provide technological devices to every single child in many ways. They, they can were, now, though. Yeah, and so because it was expensive. So the idea was bring your own device, BYOD, yep. right? Okay, yep. fine. But then it just be... Like everything else, it just got perverse, and then they went overboard, and then just it became a major distraction at some point. Because well, they get addicted to it, they yes. get addicted to that text to look into looking yeah. at that. Yeah, and they yeah. get FOMO, and they they get anxiety, yeah. 100%. and yeah. the anxiety goes away when they look when they look. Uh-huh. It's very sad. Yeah, <sighs> I know, I know, and I just you know look. I, Listen, I will tell you that they, when when Do you we, see how dejected I feel and look right yeah. now. Well, I think there are things we're trying to accomplish. Little by little, just forget about at the state level, because it's to you. There was a comment you made. You know, it gets to a, a boiling point. You, we have to do something, right? And so, obviously, the cell phone when we passed it about two years ago, whatever it was, I think it was something that was desperately needed. We mm-hmm. needed to do something because the teachers were spending half their time fighting it with kids. Put it, and that takes away from instructional time. And those turn violent. Yeah, and they can turn, turn violent. Yeah, violent. and then you know, and then there's obviously now there is the thing that we're that's going through Tallahassee now on the whole issue of the of the of the, um, uh, of the platform, social media platforms, yes. right? And and trying to kick kids off that are under sixteen and so forth, which I think is, I've had conversations with some folks who are just like, no, but wait a minute, you know, why why did the state get involved? And I said, because whether we like it or not, maybe around all these conversations, we, to your point, we are where we're at. And obviously as human beings, we're not doing a good job of policing. I read this morning, the governor is against parts of that. Is that accurate from he what may, you've heard? I, he may be, but we'll see how that plays out at the very end. You know what I mean? Uh, but but it, Which I find is kind of weird because he's been one that's been talking about some of this stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, with the, with the platform. So I just, we'll see where it ends up. But Our children know. are in I'm trouble. Con- I'm conflicted on that one. Yeah. Our children are in trouble. We, we're, you know, we're so bureaucratically tied up, like with instruction, uh, that the way that it, ha- I mean, when do teachers have the opportunity to teach and you know here's the thing too sorry but we need a home ec do we have home ec in school still i don't even know anymore. that's no, such bullshit because yes, kids need to kids kids need to learn how to cook some stuff for themselves they there's need a to cookie, understand there's a cooking class but it's not home ec it's like culinary we yeah culinary yeah. yeah no we need home ec 
Because they what? taught us how to do laundry and, exactly. and all that kind of exactly. stuff. Exactly. I made I made my own pair. What did they used to call those things that came like just past the um the knee the uh the, the old shorts that came past the knee? There was a certain uh, name for them. The way capri, back. capri. Kind of like, but you know, but they're for you know, yeah, they're like like you know, boys. And hey, I grew up in the eighties and nineties. You know, so they were there, anyways. And I remember, make I went to go get you know went to my, my mom. Hey, I need to get a pattern because I'm in home ec and they want me to, and I want to make a pair of shorts. And so I was like, all right, so Bermuda shorts. For me, yeah, yeah, I guess that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, anyway. Okay, so there should be that. There should be cooking. There should be know how to sew a daggum button on. No, understand how a table is set. Mm-hmm. Understand some basic etiquette. Okay, understand how to write a check. Understand uh, how to balance fun, a check. Fun, financial stuff is a that, big one. That, yeah, that, they did yeah. mandate that. They did but mandate we, that. but they have to have it now. They can't just skirt through it. Correct. It's not a, an elective. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Good. Yeah. Who did that? Who mandated that? So, uh, Senator, former Senator Huckel was was actually pushing oh. for financial literacy for the longest time. She was pushing for it, and then eventually um, Elizabeth took the um, took the mantle when she became a state house rep, and she was pushing for it. And I think they go finally got, fed her, huh? Yeah. yeah, I think she finally. I think they finally did it about two hey, years ago. Two who's years running ago. against Who's running against Webster? Some dude named Adam Vasquez. <laughs> God. Oh, it's my neighbor. <laughs> yeah, he run. You know Adam. Yeah, that's the I mayor's. Know, that's know. the mayor's PIO. When Webster was here, he came in with him. Okay. The guy that handed him the water and stuff during the interview. Uh, n- uh, no. Yeah, no, no, I don't think so because yeah. Oh no, he came in with the mayor. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, he Adam came, came yeah, in with the mayor. Yeah, yeah, he came with the mayor. Yeah. I called him and I told him good luck because like here's the thing, politics are funny. Mm. And nobody is going to like without political experience. Without I told him it'll be a tough road. You know, it's gonna be a tough road. I I would hope that Elizabeth would jump back in. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, I mean that that was a rumor mill for a little bit, but anyways, I you know we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I just you think any other Republican like have the balls to run against him? No, because there's there's no because (laughs) unless you self fund, there's no way to do it because there's not going to be now. I'm not. I told you before. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's just it's not it's not likely because I have a feeling a a Democratic opponent will be announcing soon. Uh, well, we'll see what happens. You have I, you an know. inner feeling? <laughs> I have a feeling. I have it. We, we need that song. I have a feeling. <laughs> yeah, that song. Uh, anyways, I, yeah. you know, look. I, I, so I will tell you on, this, on the platform stuff, you know, when I first thought about it, but then I told Dana last time, I said, we're at a point now where if there is a compelling state, I, one can make the argument there's a compelling state interest because mental health is a real problem. Can you know that today I was out doing some stuff um, and I ran to a few people and um, I'll tell you about it privately, but I ran to a few people and I just sat there and thought about it, man, all these people I'm seeing mm-hmm. and they look a little wackadoo. Yeah. I hate to put it that way, but uh, I just sat there and was like, man, we got people with some mental health problems in, the, in this country. And so beyond that, but mental health is an issue. And my, the point is, is that these kids are going up a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. Things that she and I don't and agree they have, on. They have parents. They have parents that have absolute mental capacity issues. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's and, just, and it's horrible, whether it be drug addiction, whether it be alcoholism, whether yeah. it be true unchecked mental stuff. And these children, listen, I know a couple right now, these children trying to navigate through life here without yeah. any, without that. And, and you're right. The, the root cause is going to go back to a lot of mental social, health yeah. or substance And where does it issues? come from a lot of this stuff? is it, We're finding out today more and more. A lot of it is it's, it's coming through social media because just the way it's targeted so so effectively. I mean, it's like it's like nothing else before in history. Like people complain about TV and radio or Are you going to get the 16-year-old thing going? They know they I, it already passed out of the it passed out of the house and stuff. I, I don't know if we'll figure out how it's going to well, get bounced. Well, that's where I'm conflicted on it with what you just said. Yeah. So there's a piece of government overreach mm. on those companies. However, it like Joel, those companies are targeting the kids. They are putting it on kids YouTube. So, they are putting it on the the child thing. So then Jennifer, so then here's a and this is just open for conversation. Like the things like Jewel, and we've obviously we've done all this stuff, you know, to, to combat cigarette smoking, especially amongst the youth and everything else like that, right? 
But at some point in time, here's what's going to happen. Like I have conversations all the time about state pony up more money for mental health. If we don't do something at some point in time, we'll be paying a lot of money down the road. We're already, we're, we're already there. Well, we're not at the critical uh, capacity, but we're dead way heading that yeah. way. It's kind of like, I mean? it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like the issue of, of, of crime, right? There's too many people who are sitting and kind of going, throw the book at them, throw the book at them. And there's other ways to do it, you know, and, but we don't do enough on the other end of that. And what we're happening, what's happening is we're growing our prison population. Mm-hmm. And the pro and what I see is there's nothing on the other end. So to get this person back to being a, a, a civil member of society, we're not doing enough there. And what's happening is we're growing our prisons, which does what? As me as a Republican, it's growing government. Cause we're going to have to spend more money on DOC. That's- and then there's that alone. Then on the other end of that, it's fraught with so many other issues, right? Which is then they become an unproductive member of society. They probably end up having kids, right? And then the kids learn from that. Paying more, paying more. Let's, paying more, paying more, paying more. We're, we're, we're inter- running out of time. Where's the intervention point before the kids get in school with the families? <clears throat> like, where's the point where you need to intervene before to, to turn it around? It takes a village. Well, I just, I mean, look, <laughs> you're a good one, right? I mean, I think the conversation... Parents just need to be involved. I mean, at all levels. I mean, from elementary school to middle school. To, it goes back to mentoring and it goes back yeah. to good mental health. Sorry, period. Yeah. Good mentoring. mental health, yeah. good mental health and good mentoring because what that does, and I'm talking about mentoring parents and the kids at the same time, and mm-hmm. I'm not talking about political agenda bullshit. What I'm talking about is good, healthy mental health. For the family. Exactly. Yeah. We want to raise people yes. to make decisions, good critical thinking skills, which we are really sorely lacking anymore. Mm-hmm. But I think that I think that it is a issue that Republicans and Democrats can get behind both is tackling mental health period. Yeah. Providing guidance and counseling. Yeah. And, you know, listen, I have deep conservative values when it comes to raising kids up. You know what I mean? After kids get to be about 16, 17, I'm a little more liberal in my thinking. Mm -hmm. But I believe up until that point, kids are not mentally healthy enough to to be making all of these decisions that are being pushed at them through social media. So I believe absolutely no social media before 16. Um, I believe that there's a lot of things that are just off the table until a kid is 16. Mm -hmm. You know that at 16 years old, I was already married and I had been a runaway for two years. I had lived in the streets, ran away from Georgia to Florida by the time I was 16. I was, I had already experienced a lot because there was no good mental health for what I was experiencing. I was experiencing alcoholism by the time I was 16 years old because I had started running away at 14 years old. I was being sexually abused. And, you know, what happened back then is I told a counselor, told a teacher, um, eventually it my eventually there was intervention. Right. But I mean, I, I left home early. I was I left home at 16. Yeah. So I'm saying now what happened, I had 30 years of my life where I was really pretty unproductive. I mean, Mm. I worked and stuff like that, but being socially responsible, I didn't learn that until I got some good counseling. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is that you cannot have counseling, good counseling available in mental health too young. You Mm -hmm. just can't, you know what we're, you both know what we're facing. And I'll I'll throw this out there too, and once again, this is just part of the conversation, just in general. What I, you know, government's role one of the one of the main roles for government is public safety and yep. i do believe there is a public safety component to the social media platforms right mm-hmm. and and that's what i worry about and so bing bing we'll go back to the you know i'm always worried about government being involved when it comes to private sector i just i big time am and i don't and i'll even say, say this too that you know look i i don't know if the governor should have gone as far as he did i think i know what the intent was but there are some who would argue that maybe he got, he went a little bit too far even a lot of business community folks have said that he may he may have gone too far with his fight with disney mm-hmm. So I'm always worried about how far, even for Republicans, right? Even for us. Yeah, but on both sides, I'll just tell you, well, I worry we'll about all that. We'll have to talk about that at another time. That would but be I a think whole that, I, I, I think there's a public thing. safety component to some of that. I think we should at least consider and be willing to have that conversation on. That's it. So, yeah. yeah. God, this just went too fast. Yeah. You got to come on more often. Uh, okay. Like, yeah. no, she was truly, on almost exactly a year ago today. 
No, that's wow. right. I looked that up yesterday. It was February last February year. February twenty second or something like that. Yeah, I know. We I've been wanting episode twenty four. Uh, yeah, I just things happen. I just and, but I've been wanting to get you back on for a while. I know Dana wanted to as well. Yeah. And just other things, I guess, kind of came up. So, but yeah, yeah we, we I definitely want to get you on because I think there's a lot, a lot to have conversation. I, it about. needs to be an ongoing. I think you should be here like every six weeks. I think you should just bring whatever. That's what we told her last year. I'll do it. We got. Yeah, you just gotta set your calendar. Dana, gotta, and I'm not blaming you. It's it's, it's on yes, me too. We need to make it better. Yeah. I'll, I'll text Dana. Yeah. Uh, it's Thursday. Yeah. 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 We on for tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, Jennifer, I love having you on here. I love yeah. having you as a friend. Thank you for I really do Come because on. I was so dismissive of you and so horrible to you. Like, <laughs> hey, you broke me in good because I can take it now. <laughs> Thank you. See, that's what I'm saying. Uh, hey, listen, I saw her, I saw her two weeks, about two weeks ago, was it? She about was, the, she was in the Capitol down on the lower level and I, she was with her husband. I hadn't never met her husband. And so she kind of, she called out my name and I was with somebody else and I I always try to make time for everybody, you know what I mean, that knows me and when they see me in the Capitol. So I saw her right away and I was like, oh, hey, Jennifer. So I came up, gave her a hug and, and, and you know, met her I met saw her, her husband, at the so. governor's gala, or not the governor, but the, um, the mayor's, mayor's gala oh okay we got to sit next to one another we were all dressed up fancy it was it was a good time wasn't it? we got a good selfie yeah, yeah, there yeah you we go. did. And then i took people to the biker bar in, in regalia oh, yeah i heard i heard yeah, yeah. a saloon or something i don't know <laughs> hey listen guys uh great show today thank yeah. you again Jennifer, thank you, Jennifer, so much appreciate we love it. you absolutely eric thank you for My not dear, being as a dick always. today oh gosh <laughs> give jennifer i mean give can Christina we say dang- yeah can we say dangling for now or something in no. We can't. Painless. Sorry. Listen, guys, remember this. It's a pleasure to always have you with us. And remember this if it is important to you, it's definitely important to us. Peace. This has been The Smoking Truth with Dana McCool and Eric Ramundo. Listen for new episodes every Tuesday at 8 a.m. This has been a Mike and Mike production. 